Welcome back, everyone, to the Faith Awakens podcast, episode 38. This is Father Tom Hennon, chaplain here at St. Ambrose University, and joined as I am each time we do this by my co-host... Megan Grady, Peer Campus Minister, back on campus. We're back in the studio today. Back in the saddle again, folks. Here we are. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, classes have not started yet, no. but students are starting to trickle back. Some student athletes, student leaders, student yep. teachers like student yourself. Me, yep. Um, which we're <laughs> going to talk about in this episode for sure. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, I can tell you as a faculty staff member, it is really good to see life start to return to yeah. campus because especially this was an extra long break. And it's always, I still, you know, I'm what, three and a half years here as chaplain and I'm still not used to the kind of, you know, kind of frenetic activity and then everybody's gone you yeah. know and that happens so abruptly every time we have a break at christmas or at, at summertime and so um and it's kind of it's kind of painful honestly you know it's like there's not like this kind of easing out of it it's just like everybody's here everything's happening and then nothing is happening and yeah. nobody is here and so it's it's a crazy thing so it's good to see students back yeah that's for sure so yeah and i'm i'm hopeful hopeful for things to truck along well beginning of this first semester if we keep doing what we're supposed to be doing like we did last semester for the most part maybe double down on those efforts because <laughs> we know while there's vaccines out there most of the people around here won't have them for a while because mm -hmm. we're in that younger population and not at risk and all of those things right. so so we got to keep being smart but yeah yeah it's getting harder and harder i feel like as the pandemic goes on but um just because i think when we started everyone was like oh two weeks you know oh yeah and now it's you know months later um coming uh, on a year actually yeah. which is crazy to I'm me i'm trying to remember like what a strange year it has been but yeah i'm trying to remember <laughs> it's like in march when it was like really sinking yeah. in for me like and you know i know like news stories have been doing retrospectives on when they were first starting to get news about some sort of virus in china yeah. and, da, 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 da. and then you know and that was like january february nobody was freaking out yet but i remember like yeah by march april we were like oh my goodness uh this is bad <laughs> and we need to lock it down yeah um in some ways i feel like the precautions that i know i personally took and that we in the country probably took in those early months mm -hmm. were way more than what we're doing now yeah and i think part of that is attributable to just like we kind of slide you know we kind of get comfortable yeah. part of it is also attributable to the fact that we know things now that we didn't know then so right. you know, okay if we do this 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 and this we can minimize risk and we right. be relatively safe whereas mm -hmm. before we were like we don't know just stay home everything closes you know no public masses and all that kind of stuff we were doing mass on the radio here and so I don't know. So I don't think it's all just kind of easing up or getting slack. It's that we also do no more. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. But it is getting harder. It's wearing thin. It is. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's just weird. Um, cause I feel like at times I feel like March wasn't that long ago. And then it also feels like 80 years ago, like this 2020 was the longest and like, it went by fast so i don't know it's just weird i we're living in weird times and that's like overused a lot i think mm -hmm. but it's just i don't i have no words to describe it <laughs> yeah and then you know we start 2021 we're thinking 
<sighs> okay, you know, like we're still not out of the woods, oh, but yeah. things are going to get kind of better or normal or something. And then uh, what happened almost two weeks ago, Wednesday happened mm-hmm. at the Capitol. Yeah. And all of us, our eyes are just like wide open and thinking, oh my goodness. I yeah. I mean, I, I can honestly say I never, ever thought I would see that in no. my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have recently, in the last couple of days even, watched even some of the other videos that have emerged of some of it. Because, you know, when you see still shots of protesters and things like that, okay, fine. But like when you see like footage of them like beaten on Capitol Police yeah. and stuff like that, you're thinking, oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, um, this isn't something that, you know, we should want to see or expect to see in other places, but we are a little bit more accustomed to seeing that kind yeah. of thing in other countries. But I think maybe that American exceptionalism says, oh, not here <laughs> in the United States. We we always have peaceful transitions of power and we oh. respect democracy and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then to see that, it's like, holy cow, what happened? You know, yeah. it was nuts. No, it was. And I think, well, when we were recorded it when we recorded that episode um i had not seen anything because i was working on um something i had to do for school it and was I, unfolding as we yes, were recording as we were recording. the last time we had this podcast and i remember you mentioning something about it and i was like oh i i really don't know what you're talking about because i was not on i was not really on my phone or watching the news like i had i had nothing and then once we like finished the episode and like we ended the call i was like i i turned on the news i'm like oh my goodness like and being maybe being a history major, this like hits like really, really close to what I've learned. Mm-hmm. Um, I was texting my friend Sarah uh, Kalaki, shout out to Sarah, and I go the I, I just texted her. I said the amount of times we've learned about different coups like throughout history, um, I never thought I'd experience you know and see one in my lifetime, mm-hmm. let alone in like my own country. So a failed coup. Yeah, a failed but. coup, but <laughs> but still still an attempted coup like. Basically, just, I don't know what else you call yeah, it. I, I mean, the insurrection is the yeah. word that's being used most commonly, I suppose. But but like um, an like an uprising of that caliber, that's it. Yeah. Just was nuts. I couldn't, I couldn't, I still can't wrap my head around it. And it's been a couple weeks, so um, yeah, yeah. I don't. I, it's just mind blowing that you know. I that think happened. Both you're a history major. I was a history major. It does give you some perspective. We know that as a country, we have been through obviously tumultuous times, a mm-hmm. civil war, um, you know, not the least of which, right, and things like that. But so it, that does kind of help, like calm you down a little bit. Like we've we've been through things similar, maybe mm-hmm. not exactly like this in the past, or we've gotten through tense moments in our history. But it does, you know, I think maybe we were kind of, um, I don't know, maybe just in the last few decades we were kind of okay things are more or less stable you know yeah and so it's just another kind of flare-up of that wondering you know what's going to happen there the the thing that i keep asking myself too as i was watching all of that unfold is um obviously the behaviors that were taken absolutely unacceptable mm-hmm. you know but i also like the counselor part of me or the you know they always tell you you know you can't blame someone for how they feel right you know um, feelings, you feel what you feel, you mm-hmm. know. Now, do those people feel like they feel because they have been fed a bunch of misinformation? I think so. Yes. <laughs> and so there's a problem there, and they and those who have fed them that misinformation need to be held accountable, you know. But as we move forward as a country, and even after the election and before this big kind of attempted coup or insurrection, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, if we're going to come together, 
we at least have to listen to, um, we have to figure out what, what is causing this or what is making this happen? How do we get the, at the root of that? Because yeah. if we just start kind of wholesale ignoring people, mm-hmm. it is going to drive this thing underground right. and it's going to make it even worse and it's going to appear in a more even, you know, just ugly, ugly way, you yeah. know, um, domestic terrorism or whatever, you know, those kind of things. And yeah. so I don't know what the answer is. I'm glad it's not my job, Yeah. but I'm praying for the country for right. sure. And I think, I mean, we... Um, we like there's a lot of toxic um energy out there right now and i think a lot of toxic patriotism a lot of people wanting you know uh saying oh this is for the good of the country and like you know um fighting as a true quotes around that patriot um but like i think we really need to reevaluate what it means to be an american i think i don't think it's just one thing i don't think it's just one side and i think a lot of groups um, especially those at the Capitol are think they have one idea for this country in mind and are going forward with that. So, um, yeah, it's just, yeah. I, I mean, I think America definitely has a history of, um, being very, uh, having a very big ego and, mm-hmm. uh, um, thinking, you know, we're the city on a hill. Uh, but I think, um, the events of like, what was it last week? I can't, I'm, it was I'm a week and a half ago, week and yeah. a, a week and a half ago, the events of a week and a half ago are really like we need to step back and reevaluate, you know, the mm-hmm. situations that are happening instead of, like you said, kind of ignoring it and then it gets pushed underground. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think I, that, um, you know, that phrase you used, uh, kind of a toxic patriotism, that what, and I had not heard that, you know, application of that term toxic to that specifically. Um, but I think, yeah, in some ways that describes it well. And that was the hardest thing I think for me to watch is like, uh, to see, you know, someone trying to replace an American flag with a Trump flag and call that patriotism? Yeah. You know, <laughs> that doesn't make yeah. any sense to me. No. You know, that just does not register. And I think, you know, um, you, you think of like the, the civil rights movement and um, with rare exception of, I'm sure, some some bad actors here and there. I mean, that was a peaceful movement yeah. um, that, that brought about you know, systemic change or the beginning of some systemic change, hopefully. But you and and you know that at the time that that was going on, people were saying that was unpatriotic, mm-hmm. that they, you know, mm-hmm. that they didn't love their country. In fact, they were doing it precisely because they love their country, mm-hmm. you know, um, but yeah. they did it. The way you do something matters, you know, mm-hmm. and the way that we uh, change things for the good in this country through democracy, through um, at times, yes, civil disobedience, but nonviolent, mm-hmm. peaceful um, protest. That's a big difference from what we saw a week and a half ago. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Yeah. Pretty shocking stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll see what 2021 holds. Yeah. Of course, inauguration is coming up this week. And yeah. even before all of this, it was going to be really kind of different because of the pandemic. So. I was listening to one uh, person who was kind of an event planner for that saying, actually, they didn't have to change too much because they were already planning on a much more scaled down inauguration Mm -hmm. anyhow um, because of the pandemic. But do you you remember the first inauguration that you saw Mm, or that you remember seeing? No, I don't know if I have ever really like, I don't know that I glued myself to the television when those Mm. events happened. I no, I can't remember like, oh, I remember sitting in the living room and watching this inauguration or that inauguration i have no idea i mean it probably for me it would have been like 
bragging somewhere in there, like, you know. Uh, well, I certainly wouldn't remember 80. I would have been too young for that. But 84, maybe have slight recommendation or, or recollection of that. Uh, 88, uh, I don't think I ever remember watching Bush Seniors. Mm. I probably didn't care as much then. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We always watched it in school, so that's... Oh, okay. I remember... Well, one day, I'm the one I really remember was um, uh, Obama's 2008 mm-hmm. inauguration. I remember because I was sick, and I was in the doctor's office. Oh. And so it was a bunch of us just, like, crowded around the TV watching it. That's but probably it, one that people tuned into more than others oh, because yeah. of the historic nature of our first African-American president. So, oh, yeah. yeah. It was... I just remember it being, like, that... Finally comprehending, like... It was, I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool, you know, yeah. that we do this so it's kind of cool that we'll get to see that on wednesday it's it's happening it's <laughs> happening so it's happening. um okay on a more on a lighter note um <laughs> there was a significant thing that happened this week and that is that you started student teaching i did monday you started yes. student teaching so you're 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 into it a week and i we had mass this morning and i asked you in the sacristy afterwards so do you still want to be a teacher and you said i said yes i do Good. um i was really scared that i was gonna go into um the student teaching experience and like just not really like it um granted right now i'm just observing um but i i just really like being in a school like i mm-hmm. i enjoy like um talking to the kids and stuff so um obviously that's not all of what teaching is but it's part it's a big part of it so um definitely yeah it helps if you like talking to kids if you're gonna be a teacher (laughs) um so yeah i'm in an eighth grade classroom american american history so um uh talking a lot about uh you know just the history of america super super interesting it's the same class all day so um that's really nice and yeah, I don't know. I had my first week of student teaching and trying to balance that with running, and it oh it boy. went well. So okay, you yeah. had to run more in the morning or um yeah. So I ran. So I usually I do sixty miles a week. That's and just stupid. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it's not stupid. I know you're an no, athlete. No, it kind of is. For that, um, that's a lot. That's like stupid. that's like my monthly total right I'm now, and sure. I consider myself a pretty avid runner. But that's like that's what I do in a month. Yeah, it's. It's a lot, um, but I'm I'm pretty used to it now. I mean, if you want to talk to crazy, it's Matt Jung doing 75. I believe he's at 75 miles a week. Um, no, thank I know, you. I know. He has like three doubles, um, but so I usually have a double. So I'll run that in the morning and then run later in the afternoon. Um, my teacher is really nice. She lets me leave at like three, around three-ish, so I can go and get my run in before it gets too dark. Um, That's good. Though this week I've been on the treadmill because it's just been The path awful. is terrible. <laughs> it's just been awful. I will tell you, it is awful out there. I still prefer running outside, bar yeah. none, even in the cold. But yeah. the path right now, the bike path around here is awful. It's of the way that this snow came down, yeah, there was like and no clearing it. It was yeah. like snow and ice and it's melt snowing. And I think it's still snowing right now. Yeah, it's no, it's not good. But I have not done the treadmill thing just because I'm. I probably need to look up when the wellness center hours are. But mm-hmm. I also don't like running on a treadmill. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to. Do you have it, a, if you have something to watch. That's However, nice. on my little app thing. If I can get another badge for my first treadmill, treadmill mile, my first treadmill 5K, and 
Um, you, you know, go. so like it, it would be worth it for me to do once just to get my stupid badges on my stupid app so that I can get <laughs> my stupid points to get to the next level, whatever that means. So, yeah, I'm easily manipulated. This is when you by, know you're starting to form an addiction around yeah. running. I mean, there's probably worse addictions to be sure. But well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Um, yeah. So running's terrible. Okay. So teaching's good. That is good. That's very good. Teaching is good. Yes. We'll check in uh, maybe next episode and we'll see how it's going. But right now. And the students are, they are in person and like distanced um, in their class. Right. What's the yes. protocol? Their um, masks, so all that. It is a hybrid situation, but okay. it's interesting because the teacher, um, my teacher does not um, even touch the online students. Um, I mean, granted, she'll help them like if mm -hmm. they email her or something, but really it's the para um, that's mm -hmm. in the room with us. Um, uh, she has a Google Meets like open and they can log on and ask any questions, you know, okay. and clarifications. So, um, yeah, it's it's but uh, we have smaller classes, obviously, which is honestly ideal um, in a school setting it, without a pandemic, you know, mm. smaller class sizes equal more. Uh, attention from the teacher and it's a little bit easier so hopefully maybe that'll stay uh, when the pandemic's over but how do you like eighth graders i love you like graders. that okay yeah. and they're not like they haven't been well, nasty to you or they anything. are no they have not been nasty to me they are they are different and they are all unique you know yeah um they're not uh perfect but i'm yeah. not either so i don't know i think they're fun and high schoolers honestly scare me i've said that probably on the podcast but they like they literally scare me. And even when I was in high school, I'm like, I would hate to teach. I would hate to teach my classmates. Like, yikes. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Some I of suppose, them are just ruthless. Yeah. So are, so are junior high kids, but no, I don't know. I think maybe I, my vision of that is too colored by the fact I didn't really like junior high all that much. Oh, nope. I, I mean, it. I don't, it was, I don't know. I, part of it, I think was, uh, I went to a, you know, you went to these individual, you know, uh, elementary schools and then there was only one junior high in my whole town so like everybody's pulled into this giant elementary or giant junior high yeah and there's only two grades in it seventh and eighth you know and boy did those eighth graders lord that over the seventh grade you know so there's like that friction you know right. um or, you know you were a sevy that's what they called the seventh graders a sevy you know Oh my gosh! Uh, it was, what, so, this, it was so stupid. Like, there's a a matter of months difference in age between these two, you know. Oh yeah. Classes, of course, but so um, I mean, I didn't didn't hate it, but it wasn't like, oh, I wish I could go back to seventh grade. Uh, no, not particularly. Yeah. Sixth grade, loved it. Fifth grade, loved it. High school, for the most part, loved it. You know. Yeah. Um, in the short time that I got to teach, um, when I taught over at Assumption, I had seniors, and actually, I did like that because they were. They were mature enough to, you know, kind of pay attention. You weren't constantly having to like regroup them all the time, you know. Yeah. Um, and they had kind of gotten over some of the kind of social stuff that, you know, anxieties or whatever that can present earlier in high school where you can't, getting them to talk is like pulling teeth, you know. Whereas seniors are like, okay, I'm over that now. So yeah, I'll ask a question. Interesting, I'll, you know, yeah. so I liked that older high school group because they were they were mature enough to have some good conversations with but it is more intimidating especially you know if you're going into secondary education like right out of college okay say you they're get like, wow, hired at a high four, school and you're, you're four years older than me exactly yeah. there's not like a huge age no. gap there or experience no. gap you know other than four years of college which is significant but, oh yeah 
Yeah. But yeah. I could see where that would be intimidating. No, but you got to start somewhere. I know? guess, yeah. No, I don't think I'll ever teach high school. Well, mm. let's we'll play this. This will be playing. My mom will play this or something for me when I get a job at a high school. She'll be like, you oh, said you said you'd never, never do it. Yeah, I don't oh, know. My. Right now, I'm, I'm really vibing with the eighth graders, with the junior high kids. So I will say what's exciting maybe about that age is like that is definitely a growth ed- edge, you know, like both, mm-hmm. you know, physically, emotionally, spiritually, all of that, you know, like. There's a lot happening in those years, oh, yeah. you know, and so to be there and accompany them through all of that is kind of an exciting thing, yeah. I'm sure. But <laughs> yeah, and also just a chaotic thing. Oh, it is, but thing, they're fun. <laughs> I have a nephew that teaches uh, science in Iowa at uh, a, a junior high, and I think he likes that age group too. And I've got a niece that taught middle school language arts, and I think she liked that age group. So people that, I think there are people that feel called to that you know yeah. age group and god bless them there's a special place in heaven oh good for, for middle school and My junior high teachers punched, uh yeah so <laughs> i think so <laughs> oh my goodness um so on a pop culture note, I so one of my friends who I went to school with here at Ambrose, she and her family and some other families that um, I'm friends with and know they they did the thing where they rented out a theater so we could all be safe and socially distanced. Oh my goodness. And I, I don't know what that runs. I, I hear it's not that crazy. No, I heard it's got, not that bad. If you got bad. several families in on it, you know. Yeah, I feel okay, like the works. most I've heard is like a hundred. Yeah, it's not that bad. If you, you know, if you look at the ticket prices, you know. They're yeah, you're going to, you know, put down money for concessions, of course, which is where oh, yeah. they make their money. You really, have to, but yeah. yeah. So, but I, they, uh, they rented out a theater and invited me to, to come along to watch uh, Wonder Woman 1984. So good. I was entertained, oh, but I wasn't no. like, <gasps> I thought it was so good. Um, okay. Um, I'll just say this. I think, I know that like Stranger Things has been accused of this too, of just like really laying on the 80s nostalgia thick, you know? Yeah. But for some reason, I liked it better in Stranger Things than I did in Wonder Woman 1984. Okay. Like, I, I, I felt like it wasn't cheaply done in Stranger Things. It was just, like, trying to be reflective of that time and culture. Whereas with this, I felt like it was, you know, kind of smushing it, it in your you. face a little bit. Like, ooh, yeah. remember the 80s? You know? <laughs> um, so there was that that was bugging me a little bit. There was some, like, plot points and things. I mean, I know these are superhero movies, right? So, like... I don't want to be the guy that's like, oh, that's totally unrealistic. Yeah, uh, yeah the whole premise is unrealistic, you know. <laughs> but um, there were some plot points that just didn't, like, I had to make sense. Like, even like the, I, I'm giving away a little bit, but like yeah, in the spoiler. train. Okay. It's not that much, but there's a training sequence early on where, she, where young Diana is competing in this thing. And she's like seven years old and yeah. competing against fully grown, you know, women and kind of kicking their butt. Yeah. And I'm like, wow okay um you know but this is a whole culture of these amazons from this mythical place and all this kind of stuff i just thought like uh, you know i don't know <laughs> you know if they had made her even a little older you know um you know the plucky teenager that's taken down the the hardened athletes <laughs> Were you like okay booing her? Boo. no i just thought i'm like i'm not buying it i'm not buying that she's sprinting faster than them yeah you know i wasn't buying that um <laughs> uh I was really happy they worked in the invisible jet thing. 
Okay, because yeah. in the old cartoons, she always had an invis- yeah. invisible jet. I think I, maybe in the, yeah. in the in that's the la- I'm sorry, that's like the lamest form of transportation. And honestly, like the way they worked it into the movie was ten million times better than anything they've like done in the comics. But the the trouble I had with it though is like there was no like. There wasn't much of an explanation for how she had this ability to make things invisible. Okay, and yeah. She could only do it with the coffee cup before, and now she does it on a huge jet that's hurtling through the air. She just at, tried harder. You know, at, she just tried harder, <laughs> I guess, yeah. Um, and then, you know, well, okay, by the end she can fly somehow. <laughs> She's coming she into her own. Before. It took the magic of the 80s for her to finally so come For her in. to really come out of her cocoon yeah. and become fully Wonder Woman, I guess. Yeah. So, um, so there was some, there was just stuff like that. that was like, eh, eh, eh. but I was entertained. I will no, say I was entertained. That's interesting. I, we got the HBO max subscription and watched it at home, mm-hmm. um, through that. So, um, it, but it was good. Yeah. I, I definitely like the first one better. The first one was my favorite. Yeah. I think I like that one much better too. And I'm I, not, do, I know I like that one better. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not really like a, what is it? It's DC, right? Yeah. I'm not really a DC fan. I'm more of a Marvel mm. Uh, person, but... You don't like um, Batman? Oh, I've never seen it. What? No, <laughs> I've never seen it. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, well... Any of the Batman movies? No, I've never the seen new, it. The, the newer I know reboots, there's so many. The I know there's so many. Maybe I can't say I'm not a... I don't know. They just look kind of tacky. Um, okay, some of them. Like... You, yeah, I mean, the, the, the more recent ones, the Christopher Nolan ones, are a little darker Which and things like is that. Is that the Christian Bale ones? Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like, I like Christian Bale. And I've seen, like, I've seen, I should say I've seen parts of it. But, they like, not enough to be, like, know what's happening. But I'm like, oh, I like Christian, I like Christian Bale. They're definitely worth a watch, okay. for sure. Okay. Honestly. I'll get on that. Um, even watching the original Tim Burton Batman that Who? came out in, like, 19. Who's Batman in that? Uh, that is Michael Keaton. Oh, he freaks me out. So, but he's that's a that's it's, a good one. Okay. I like it. I, that's I have nostalgia for that because I remember that coming out when I was a kid and that being like a big deal. Okay, and it was the first Batman that wasn't the Adam West television show, campy, corny, oh, humor yeah. Batman. I've seen some that of those. You've seen some of those. Oh the yeah. Pow and bop pow. and yeah, you know. So you had you had the Batman of the comic books. You had that Batman of that crazy TV series, which was kind of tongue in cheek, obviously. Yeah. And then you didn't really have Batman except in the comic books, and there was like uh, Frank Miller, I think, did the the Dark Knight kind of uh, comic books. And then when that Tim Burton movie came out, that was like the first time Batman had reemerged as like a real superhero for the you know conscious mm-hmm. conscience of a lot of people, other than maybe in the, the Justice League cartoons and things like that, which I remember as a kid a little bit. But yeah, so that was like a big thing. And then when Christopher Nolan reboots things and. You know, kind of gives his origin story again. I think they're making another well. one, aren't they? With like well, Robert um, Pattinson or something. They did. Well, they did. Uh, they did Justice League and Batman versus Superman, oh. um, which was pretty good. I actually thought mm. both those were okay. Haven't seen those either. Haven't seen but, any Supermans either. Uh, the old Justice League <laughs> cartoons. What? None of the Supermans? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh, you scared me. <laughs> Watch the original <laughs> Superman with Christopher Reeve. Please. Oh, like, I've heard of him. Yeah, I mean that's it's really I'm sorry. good. Yeah, I just dis- I feel like I just come on here and we talk about things we watch and I just disappoint you like with the Mandalorian. <sighs> I finally watched that though. We talked about yes, that last yes, time. Yeah. But okay, well I guess I, I have know, homework. I, know. Well, I didn't have any homework this weekend. It goes both ways homework. because there's a ton of stuff that like I'm sure like 
okay, here, here it is, the oh. Harry Potter stuff. I haven't read any of the Harry Potter books, oh and I've only seen like the first two movies. So when it comes to other stuff, I have no idea. Um, I have not you seen, like and probably will not ever see, if I can avoid it, uh, any of the high school musicals. I have no interest, <laughs> zero, in that. Um, Father Tom's guessing what I watch. Well, yes, I'm, I'm guessing both, things, you're both right. I'm guessing things that would have been like commonplace, like, of course, everybody's seen this that I have not seen and well, might not care. You sh- honestly, uh, you could go you could go a lifetime without seeing um, High School Musical. Oh, it's more good. it's more nostalgia. And okay. they're actually pretty terrible. And people please don't attack me for this because you go back and watch it. It's not good. Um, but I watch it for nostalgia purposes and that like is part okay. of my childhood. But you should read the Harry Potter books. Yeah, I, you would I'm like open to them. that. I'm open to the that. The movies are great, but the, the books I remember reading and I just oh, I, I think part them. of the reason I haven't read those is that everybody's told me, oh, like you will get so sucked in you can't put it down. I'm like, I don't know if I have that kind of time oh, and I need that's my what, sleep. Yep, <laughs> I, I like have to schedule like reading like a good series like around my time because... Yikes. I would need like a vacation where I could just plow through a book yeah. and then just put it down and then maybe pick it up, pick up the next book the next time I had a significant vacation or something. Yeah. Um, I, when I read the Lord of the Rings trilogy, there was a little bit of that. There were some nights I remember like, oh, one more chapter, one more chapter, one yeah. more chapter. And I know that doesn't suck everybody in like it did me, but um, yeah, I get that. Have you huh. um, seen any of the Avengers movies? Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Have you seen? Have you heard of um the new series? It's on Disney Plus. It's um Wandavision. Wandavision. I was just reading about Holy it. Holy crap! It sounds interesting. So good. Well, now that Mandalorian's off for a little while, and I still have a Disney Plus subscription, you I should. probably will check it out. Very yeah. good. And it's like it's it's an inter- one. It's an interesting plot. Like holy crap! But um, also it harkens back to a lot of old TV shows which I've watched, mm-hmm. um, like Dick Van Dyke and mm-hmm. Bewitched, and mm-hmm. um, all the good ones. You know, Andy Griffith a little <laughs> bit too. Um, my parents, my parents' age are showing. Um, but uh, so yeah, I. What an interesting I, mashup that sounds like. So Bewitches Bewitch is my all time favorite show, yeah. Growing hmm. up. Isn't that weird? That Hearing is, that from a twenty two year old. That is very weird. I loved I used to try and like move my nose. Like da-da-dum, she does like dicky Oh yeah. And the whole like um Darren when they like switched the actors out, I was so mad. Oh yeah. That I was like, Oh, you would think What was her mom's name that always was um Ah Anyhow. The mother-in-law. My mom's Those gonna, were always my mom's gonna kill episodes. me for not knowing this. It's okay. I forgive you. It's been a long time. She like it's an old oh, show. Gosh, I can yeah. picture her too. Red hair. <laughs> yeah. Fire red hair. Yeah, a lot of that stuff was you know obviously in syndication and on you know these kind of other cable television stations when I was growing up. So I I did. There's there's definitely stuff that I was not in the time period I grew up that I was made aware of because of that that mm-hmm. uh, watched. Probably too much of when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably yeah. should have read some more books, but oh well. Yeah. Well, I was thinking of the Justice League cartoons from when I was a kid, and I don't remember much of those except for the Wonder Twins uh, and Gleek the Monkey. No, uh, don't know. Yeah, so these are superheroes, I guess. One can turn into anything <laughs> water, and one can turn into anything, any animal. That's cool. Okay, that's ten times better than the water. Well, yeah, and then they have their little companion, Gleek the monkey, who is just comic relief. Um, right, yeah, you need yeah. that. Yeah. 
Oh, boy. Well, we have um, squandered. No, we have used well uh, a whole half hour just chatting about stuff <laughs> on episode 38 here of the Faith Awakens podcast. So I think we'll wrap it up. But um, let's see. Well, I won't be able to record next week. And then the following week, we should be good. Yeah. So for our faithful listeners, just hang in there, you know. We don't do this every week. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Just give us a break. We're not machines, Gosh. people. <laughs> yeah. This isn't Doctor. Give Hume. us a break. It's gonna be great. So. All right. <laughs> There'll be more to talk about if we wait a week. So. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, good stuff to talk about, not yeah. bad stuff. Please. Father Tom was talking to me at after mass, and I wanted to tell him like, stop talking to me. We will run out of things to talk about. That's right. <laughs> All right, Meg. Close us out. All right. May the faith be with you. And with your spirit. Have a good week, everybody. Stay safe.